Hey there. If you like this podcast, you are going to love my new book, Needy, How to Advocate for Your Needs and Reclaim Your Sovereignty. In Needy, I share my unique approach to identifying, honoring, and advocating for the most tender and true parts of yourself that are yearning to be acknowledged. It is an invitation to embody self-acceptance, which leads to meaningful growth in self-responsibility, self-care, self-trust, and self-love. All of the themes that we talk about all of the time on this podcast. Woven with threads of timeless wisdom, honest assessments of our needs, and heartfelt personal stories of transformation from yours truly and others, Needy illustrates a profound vision for what is possible when you listen to the stirrings of your heart and reclaim your undisputed sovereignty in your life. Now, you can get Needy wherever books are sold, but if you are a podcast super fan, you might appreciate the audiobook, which I do narrate, which you can find on Audible. Now on to today's show. Hey there, it's your host, Mara Glatzel, and you are listening to The Needy Podcast. Here at Needy, we are devoted to sharing frank conversations and true stories about what it means to meet your needs consistently, messily, and sustainably. To get more information about today's episode, please visit theneedypodcast.com. Now, on to today's show. Hello, everybody. Today, we are talking about the mythical illusion of there being perfect conditions to start taking care of ourselves or, you know, really to start doing anything that we've been putting on the back burner, anything that we've been wanting or needing to do, but have been waiting for the quote unquote right time to do it. And, you know, I think that the idea of these perfect conditions are really seductive because we have this belief that, you know, there will come a point where we have more space in our calendar or more money in our bank account or, you know, just a general felt sense um, or understanding or we're going to reach a level of healing where it's going to be easier to do the things that we want to do. And so we think, well, you know, my attempts then will be so much better than they would be right now. So I might as well just wait until I can do a really good job. Um, you know, or we feel so tapped out from our current circumstances, we think, well, you know, let me just work a little bit harder and I can earn myself a bit of space. And you know, as well as I do, that in that line of thinking, there's always going to be another project or another circumstance, another reason to put what you want and need on the back burner. And this belief system is really destructive. It's something that really stands between us and getting what we need to not only survive, but also thrive in our daily lives. And so I wanted to talk about it today, not because I don't completely understand 
why we all get stuck in this kind of thinking, but because I completely understand why we get stuck in this kind of thinking, because I have so much compassion for that feeling of, you know, there's going to be a better moment. Oh, dear God, let there be a better moment than right now in order to take this on. And because I believe in you and because I believe in your ability to meet yourself in the messy middle and begin tending to yourself in that space, because I know from personal experience how not only powerful, but also crucial it is to take care of yourself whenever you're in the midst of something. And aren't we always in the midst of something? I wanted to bring this up with all of you. So let's think about it this way. When we are waiting for an external set of circumstances to dictate our ability to take care of ourselves, we will be waiting indefinitely because there's always going to be something. We are very rarely going to reach a point in time where we have that space in our calendar, we have that cushion, um, you know, whatever that cushion is for us, we've gotten a certain promotion or gotten into a relationship or, you know, created some kind of stable footing for ourselves. And this belief that we only deserve our own care when we get there deprives us of our own care when we need it most, which is when we're stuck in the middle of it, when we're trying to figure it out, when we are working on something that really means something to us, when we're working through something that we're trying to find our way through. And those are the moments when we need our own care the most. Those are the moments when we are at our most fragile. And it's interesting how our perfectionism shows up in these spaces where we think to ourselves, well, it's only worth doing if we can do it perfectly. It's only worth caring for ourselves if we're able to do it in this glorious kind of like Instagram perfect way. Um, this all or nothing approach keeps us striving and believing that it, um, you know, self-care has to look like something really good in order to be worthwhile. But self-care is simply the act of tending to your needs. It's the act of being in relationship with yourself, actively participating in your own life. It's not this set of prescribed things to check off. You know, I always knock bubble baths, but bubble baths, scented candles, these ways that we are told to take care of ourselves. Sometimes it's a hard conversation. Sometimes it's asking for what you need and saying what you mean. Sometimes it's putting on lipstick. Sometimes it's folding your laundry. Sometimes it's calling your health insurance to check on that bill. Sometimes it's scheduling that appointment. Sometimes it's, you know, asking your partner for a different kind of sexual position or something else that you've been fantasizing about. Asking for what you need, making space for your needs is a responsive practice. It's how you assess the conditions in your life right now and respond to them compassionately and caringly. And so it doesn't make sense to put it off into the future because there's no better moment than right now to ask yourself, hey, you hey, self, what do you need? There's never a better moment than right now to look around your life and take stock of how things are. 
But when we shoulder the belief that we have to do it all and we have to do it all perfectly in the name of self-care, then of course, it stands to reason that we need that big space on our calendar. It stands to reason that we need all of that money in our bank account because that care is going to be costly. It's going to be... um you know, have require a huge amount of time. It's going to require a huge effort. When we believe that self-care needs to look like something, something special, something profound, something um, that other people would look at and think looks good, then we put it off, we put it off, we put it off, and we put it off to our own detriment when we are really aching for our own care. And the alternative that I'm providing to you is not that fancy self-care that looks good on Instagram, is not that um, care that's really expensive, though, I mean, sometimes our care requires an investment of our resources, whether that's time or energy or attention or cash. But it's not about big gestures. It's about those small moments of turning towards yourself and asking yourself how it's going, asking yourself what you need, rebuilding and restoring your self-trust by making and keeping promises, small promises, like I'm going to unload the dishwasher in the morning so that the dishes don't pile up on the counter all day long. Or... I'm going to get outside and put my feet on the earth today. Or I'm going to ask for help with the baby in the middle of the night so that I'm not the only one waking up all the time. Or I'm going to ask for a raise because I deserve it. You know, all of these ways that we show up for ourselves while we are in process because the the idea that there's a better time than right now to take care of yourself is built on this idea that we are moving towards a destination. And when we get to that destination, everything's going to be great. Everything's going to be perfect. We're going to have, you know, nothing but time and space and energy, and we're going to be vibrant and, you know, all of that. There's, we're just going to have this epiphany that's kind of like plunked out of the sky and, you know, plunks us on the head and we're going to innately know how to do this. But we rebuild trust with ourselves. We rebuild a relationship with ourselves. We rebuild our energy body, which is our, that reservoir of energy by taking care of ourselves in these small ways each and every day. Because the truth is that idea of there being a destination, well, you know, when you're subscribing to that idea that destination is always going to be just out of arm's reach, because once you get to one thing, you're going to get put another thing in its place. Once you find your way to the bottom of one to-do list, you're going to replace it with another to-do list. And if you're the kind of person, and we are all the kind of people who have that destination in mind, then we're always going to be putting our relationship with ourselves to the wayside and experiencing the detriment of doing that. And what I'm proposing is getting cozy in the journey as much as possible, because we spend 
far more time in the in-between place than we do in resting and luxuriating in that destination point. So whatever it is that we're working on, you know, we may be working, 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 we get to that one place, then we set our sights on another destination. And so we're spending the majority of our lives in this journey realm, in the time between here and there. And self-care is about showing up for yourself to make the time between here and there, to make that journey as sustainable and enjoyable and pleasurable as possible. Because this is the matter of your life. How you spend this journey is how you spend the majority of your time alive on this planet. And so it makes sense that if you want a certain kind of life, a life that's joyful, a life that is vibrant or vivacious or energetic, a life where you have what you need, a life where you feel confident and good every day, then setting your sight on transforming this space, this in-between space, is not only to your benefit, but also crucial. I mean, that is what it is. That's the matter of your days. And so, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do to make that space um, as enjoyable, as lovely, as wonderful as possible? And that has to do with reclaiming these small moments. And I already talked about turning towards yourself and, you know, asking yourself what you need. But I also want you to think about taking these choices every single day off of autopilot, taking these small moments, these things that we overlook as not being very important, you know, what you eat, uh, how you play, what music you listen to, how you get dressed, how you design your apartment, that none of these things are superficial or unimportant because they have everything to do with your felt experience of that journey space. You know, quite literally what you listen to as you're commuting to work or how you feel in your body when you're going to that meeting or making your way through a difficult day. Or, you know, right now for me, I am spending a lot of time in my house. I have a really little baby. She's uh, seven weeks old. And so, you know, what makes a huge difference in my life right now is that the bathroom's clean because I walk into it a million times a day. Or, you know, that I'm watching a show that I am really interested in that's uplifting for me um, because I'm watching a lot of TV while I'm nursing my child all day long. Or that I have really good snacks in the house, not just like regular snacks, but snacks I actually really like because I'm spending a lot of time in the house snacking. And, you know, when, when you're sitting on the couch nursing a baby for 10 hours a day, sometimes those snacks are your greatest adventure of the day. So they better be really, really good, right? So these things that are mundane and these things that, you know, may feel totally superficial might be the thing that makes the journey feel good, that makes the journey feel like you specifically. Because the point isn't just to build a life that looks good to somebody else or a life where you've done all of the right things or checked all of the boxes or, you know, done everything that everybody else thought that you should do. The point is to build a life that is yours, to build a life that is grounded in your values, your tastes, 
the things that you love, the things that you find enjoyable. Um, and you're going to do that by reclaiming these really small moments for yourself, by asking yourself that question of what do I want? How would I do this if I could do this in any way? Because of course you can, right? It's your life. How would I do this if I could do this my own way? And what do we do about those mythical conditions, right? What do we do about those beliefs that there's going to be a better time than right now? Well, when we start reclaiming these small moments, it might feel uncomfortable. It might feel like, well, I'm not really doing much or it feels awkward or, you know, I only have five minutes. What good could five minutes do? And I really want to encourage you to start with those five minutes. If five minutes is what you have, that is exactly where to begin. And you begin by asking yourself the question, what do I need? And thinking about what would feel good. But really what you're asking yourself is, how can I show myself that I matter today? Because this is what self-care is at the core. It has to do with mattering, mattering to yourself, mattering to the world around you. Um, and not just when you get to that destination point, not just when you've gotten that big shiny award or, you know, big shiny promotion, done that big shiny thing that everyone externally validates you for, but that you matter each and every day. You matter when you're in that in-between space, in that journey space. And so slowing down enough to reclaim those moments, even if it's five minutes, literally, that is how you show yourself that you matter every day. And this is a reclamation because we live in a world that tells us that we're only doing a good job or we're only important when we're working really hard and we're striving for these kinds of milestones that are, um, you know, other people will applaud us for, or we'll get a lot of likes on social media. So taking care of yourself in this in-between space is really a reclamation, is rewriting the story that you are only worth caring for, that you are only worth loving, that you are only worth celebrating when you are doing something fancy and shiny and productive. And so this reclaiming and rewriting this story is one of the most important things that we do. And it's essential for creating a relationship with ourselves that's built not on what we do, but who we are innately. So it may feel like I'm asking myself, how do I like my coffee? Or, you know, I'm, I'm making the effort to find a robe that's exactly the perfect fit for how I want to feel when I'm wearing my robe in the morning. And that might feel trivial or superficial, but actually the message that we're giving ourselves is you matter. You matter and not just because you've reached some sort of, you know, external artificial marker, but you matter because of who you are, because you're a human. Um, you, you are needy because you are a human. You do not have to earn your needs with actions or productivity. You are allowed to have them because, I mean, not just allowed, you have them because you're a human. And 
if you're waiting, as I said at the beginning of this call, if you're waiting for those perfect conditions to arrive to start taking care of yourself, you're going to be waiting for your whole life. Your whole life's going to pass you by and you're not going to have found or given yourself permission to take up space anywhere within it. So today, today, I invite you not to wait for the right time. I invite you not to buy into the story that there's a better moment than right now in order to start this process. I invite you to ask yourself, what do I need? And do one thing, one thing that feels doable. One thing to show yourself that you matter. One thing to care for yourself. One thing that you are ready, able, and willing to take responsibility of. And teach yourself, teach yourself what it's like to be seen and met in the messiness of this moment, to be met to matter, and not just because you're perfect, right? But because you're deeply imperfect, and that's what makes you, you. And to know that this space, this in-between space, this space that you spend the majority of your life is positively impacted each and every time you turn towards yourself and make a decision that is grounded in who you are and what feels good to you instead of who you think you should be and what you think is expected of you. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. for listening to the needy podcast with Mara Glatzel. If you want to know more about needy or want to tend to your needs with a free needy toolkit, dance on over to the needypodcast.com. If you love today's show, pretty please leave us a review on iTunes and join us next week. And as always, permission loves company. So if there's a human in your life that you think can benefit from this conversation, I would be so grateful if you shared it with them. Thank you. See you next week. Thank you.